Welcome back to the Podcast of Rock, a weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hmm, hello, Gretchen. Hmm, hello. Oh, you added the little exasperated sigh. It was a long day for Gretchen, so she's a long day. <laughs> struggling through August, as many of us are in 2020. Thank you all for tuning in live, those of you who are in the chat room on YouTube. You can follow us also on Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Apple, Google, and pretty much every other podcast form. If you want to join us live, it always helps us out too, to help things get pushed on YouTube, but however you listen, that works great for us. If you feel so inclined to help out the channel, but you don't have any money, that's totally fine. You could write a review for us on iTunes or Apple or anything else. Writing reviews like that is a huge help. That being said, I'm sure you guys are sick of all the podcast plugging and channel promotion on every podcast, every channel ever. That's just how we have to do it. Plus, I'm, fur- I'm still indefinitely furloughed, so you know it's, you know, it's definitely not going to stop during then. However, I know most of you are tuning in right now because of the title of this week's episode. I had many people on Twitter ask my thoughts on the new cover song that was kind of the talk this past Friday. And then the talk really dissipated after the weekend. There's no nice way to say it. It was a bit of a flash in the pan, but it really is what so many people asked for me just that time. And that is Nickelback's cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band, if I'm correct. Is that what it was back in the 70s? Yeah, 1979. Uh, I'm so... I've talked to a few people about this offline. I've talked to Gretchen about this. I've talked to others. I've seen a lot of back and forth. Guys, let me... Okay, let me dial this back a bit. Nickelback actually recorded this cover of uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia a while ago. It was not... This was not something that was done recently. And they just now released it um, this past Friday in August of 2020. It's just very weird coincidence that it did it only a couple weeks after Korn did their cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia, which is also a novelty in itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine Korn and Nickelback have a lot of communication with each other, a lot of back and forth. I just don't see that as two bands um, <laughs> that work together. So they're constantly in communication. I highly <laughs> doubt Jonathan Davis and Chad Kruger are actually talking to each other just about how their days are. I just can't see that happening. <laughs> so going first off into the Nickelback music video, which is an animated video. Yes, it was a video that was like really designed for this. I get that they put effort into it. You can definitely tell it was something Nickelback just wanted to do for fun. And I get that too. Is it the worst mm-hmm. thing ever? No. Is it great? No. <laughs> it's there. It exists. It has some killer guitar solos. Don't get me wrong. I can never remember who was the special guest. I can never remember who was the other person they brought in with them to do the cover song. I don't have it written down in my notes right now, but here's the thing. Um, with Nickelback's doing this cover, you can tell they put an like energy and effort into it. Again, some of the guitar work is great. What they did, and this is the best descriptive term I can think of. This is so apropos of what I'm about to say, and you can read between the lines and the terminology and how this is described. They chatted it up. And what do I mean by that? Not just because the lead singer's name is Chad, but because they added a unrealistically odd amount of profanity, vivid, bold profanity in a song that does not require it. This song has been around since 1979, and they decided to chat it up and make it all nice and edgy. They tried to edge up a song from 1979. That's it. That's what I feel is the main hook of this song. 
I'm not kidding when I say this. I feel like Nickelback would have done a better job and this would have caught more people's attention and people wouldn't have crapped on it out that much if they would not have gone the Chad route, chugged a monster, <laughs> punched a drywall, and then just started really cursing, like added unnecessary profanity to a song that does not require it. And I know it doesn't require it because this song has been covered many times through the decades. If Primus did not need to add a ton of profanity to it, Nickelback definitely didn't. Uh, mm. Someone just said in the chat room, so it's the Marilyn Manson approach. Uh, Marilyn Manson makes his cover songs intentionally weird. I wouldn't say Nickelback made this one intentionally weird. They tried to make it edgy and cool and tough. Ugh. I stand by it. They chatted up. The devil went down to Georgia. And that's really what mm. it was. Is it the worst? No. If people like it, fine. Again, good guitar work. And I was into it for the first little bit. But yeah, it's just so much of this is over the top and unnecessary. So when it's like, even for those of us who, I mean, I'll admit I can curse like a sailor at times, but when it gets to the point of just being so much and so unnecessary, it takes away from what you're trying to accomplish. It not only took away from what they were trying to accomplish, it confused me on why they did it in the first place. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Like of all, first of all, of all songs. Yeah, it's it was such an odd like odd inflection and inclusion of that much foul language. And again, you're talking yeah. to a guy who listens to rock, metal, alternative, all this stuff all the time. It's nothing to mm -hmm. hear. And profanity yeah. is a part of literature as well. And there are ex expletives to be used in proper tone and add to cer certain moods and inflections and reasoning. How in mm -hmm. the world did they try to add, cram and shoehorn that much cursing into a song like this it was it didn't call for it either it was just again when you hear the song and you hear like the swagger in his voice like trying to sound cool while doing it's like oh this is so bad yeah uh well william says it's better than at least half of most of their albums you know uh, I, the thing is the guitar work really is good so i guess that does mean that is extra points you know yeah I don't know if it's going to hype up if this, like all the rumors about being their self-titled album coming out now. I don't know about that. I don't know if this is going to be on there. I don't know if this cover is going to be on an album. I don't know if this cover has any more likes. People have already forgotten about it. There's too much going on in the oh, world. Yeah. There's too much music going on in the world right now with upcoming albums, releases, and other stuff. This is already mm -hmm. a past moment since this past Friday. I do podcasts yeah. every Tuesday. I said last week when we knew this was coming. We were all laughing about it. And I've talked positive about Nickelback before, even though I don't think they're any good anymore. And I've been on that ship for a while. Here's the thing. This is not going to help anyone's case on how they feel about Nickelback. This is not going to change anyone's mind. If they already love Nickelback to death because they're a great live band, okay, I'm sure they'll get a kick out of this. If you can't mm -hmm. despise Nickelback because of the bad, cringy lyrics and Chad being Chad and them sticking to a radio form formula, yeah, yeah, this is going to be like acid in your ears. Just pouring it right in your eardrums and just letting it shrivel up and you're hearing all that pop. Ugh. Yeah. So I don't know what else to think about it. And I get, again, if people, this is not the worst thing from Nickelback. This is not the worst cover. I didn't stop the video halfway through. So that's definite points right there. It's not one of the worst covers ever either. But man, oh man, it's, this is just so unnecessary and worthless. And I think that's what kind of sucks. Because Nickelback's been pretty quiet for a couple years. 
And this is what they come back with? Yeah. That's odd. That's... I can't even say desperate for attention because this was supposed to be a big year for them. They had a huge tour planned in 2020 with Switchfoot and Stone Temple Pilots. They were doing the anniversary tour of that garbage album, All the Right Reasons. They were going to have a bunch of drunk moms sing Photograph together. And it was going to be a nightmare from city to city. And man, we needed a pandemic at that point, I guess, to stop that. Sorry, terrible joke, I know. But that's where my mind goes. I know. I apologize immediately. Immediately. I also have praised Nickelback's albums like The State, which is excellent still, mm-hmm. I think. That was that's what that's what made me a Nickelback fan back in the day when I was man, junior high, something like that. So you know, my history with Nickelback goes pretty deep, deeper than most people would think. And I've seen mm-hmm. the degradation of their quality. So I'll leave that question to you. What did you think about the cover of Devil Went Down to Georgia? And I'll put a link in the description if you want to check it out in the music video. Guys that's all I can really say about it. I get people want the thoughts on there. That's really all my thoughts on it. There's not much else to say. Killer guitar work, chatted it up with adding a bunch of profanity to make it cheesy. They were trying to be edgy and get attention that way, and it was not cool. It was the dads at the bar trying to be cool at open mic night. And one of the dads was an amazing guitarist. (laughs) That's it. That's what this cover is. Yeah, he held it together. That's what this was. So, uh, is, is that is that fair? Do I need to really add anything else? Nickelback will probably be back in 2021. If they don't do an album this year, you know they'll be back next year with that huge mega tour because that's a that was a big mm-hmm. tour they had planned at all the big amphitheaters. They were coming to St. Louis too. No, I was not going to go, but I knew it was a big show. I was gonna uh, say I had like completely forgotten that they were supposed yeah, to tour. Yeah, they had there. a big one because I was surprised at the supporting bands, Stone Temple Pilots and Switchfoot. Yeah, it, it, all those three, those three together, like what? What in the world? Um, I, yeah. I guess, sure, sure. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, is that enough Nickelback talk? There's a lot of other great bands out there we can talk about. There's a lot of other worse bands out there we can talk about. There's more things we can talk about than another cover of "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." But I think that's a good another. way to open the episode. Yeah, another. There's been so many, so so many. I th- okay. We'll close with this. Okay, for Nickelback. <laughs> It's a novelty. It's another novelty cover. That's it. It's not going to yeah. do any damage to the band. It's not going to make the band sound any better. It's just a novelty, much like that corn cover was a couple weeks ago with their cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. It's a novelty song. And I don't even know which one I'd prefer over the two. Like, Oh, man, I don't know. Neither one of them really stands out, and they've both been forgotten. Yeah, already. Already. I mean, I still prefer both of those to that awful Gautier cover by Three Days Grace, but that's just me. It's so terrible. Yeah, there's, they're playing that on SiriusXM now, everyone, and oh my gosh. Are they? Oh yeah, I heard it today. Oh, miss, oh gosh. I heard it today, man, change the, ch- there's plenty of SiriusXM channels to, to choose from, and I looked through oh, them no. after that started playing. So no, why would they do that? Uh, we'll get to we'll talk about Sirius XM in a little bit because there are some cool things I want to bring up. But right now mm-hmm. is some more news that I know uh, we'll, this will lead into a bit of a tangent. We're going to jump into this early with Billboard's mainstream top three of the week, and there's a big reason why. A tangent. Yes, coming in at number three is "All Within My Hands" from Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. This lead off uh, to highlight SNM two, which is coming out at the end of August. Here's my thing on that. All Within My Hands finally sounds really good with that symphony. It's solid. 
for those who are not aware, this comes off the album St. Anger. And yeah, stick with the S&M 2 version. I don't, I don't know how else to sell that. It's worth checking out, guys. It really is. It's like worth hearing the, like the acoustics on it. Like everyone's sitting, like all the guys sitting down, everyone's playing. Everyone, it's such an amazing thing. I'm super excited for SM2. I think that's, I re- from everyone that's like talking online, from people that were there and all the hype for it, they said it really is well done. So I am super excited to see that with Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra for more songs. And Regan, uh, Regan said in the chat room, he asked the big question How's the snare? Not an issue on here. There's barely any snare to, to be dealt with. That's how you know this is going to be great. So there you go. I mean, I say that for this song. I don't know if he busted out the snare for other songs, but I kind of doubt it. So check it out. Totally worth it. Also, uh, just to be clear, just to be clear, because it's Metallica, Metallica's song, this song, uh, All Within My Hands, the S&M 2 cover, it's only been on the chart for five weeks, and it's already at number three. Wow. Because it's Metallica. That's all you need oh, to know. Yeah. So coming in at number two, it has been knocked down a peg from their three week reign. At number two is the pretty reckless with death by rock and roll. They had a killer run. They've only been on the chart for 14 weeks too. They had three weeks at top at, at number one. First of all, it's a big deal for them to be number one. Second for three weeks in a row is huge. Third, I know this is always going to be topical and always going to be a talking point, but to have a female fronted rock and roll band have the number one song on mainstream rock chart, that's a big deal because it does not happen often at number one. Right. And they held on to that for quite a while too. So that's awesome. It's still number two as well. So it's charting for quite a while. So that's great. Looking forward to the new album. And then we get to number one. And this is not just any standard number one. This number one is a big old record breaker with Shinedown's Atlas Falls. Mm. I was waiting for Gretchen's reaction. <laughs> Sounded just like uh, her humming or nodding in satisfaction. Maybe that was it. So I'll let, I'll let I'll let Gretchen take the floor in a minute. But I just want to go over some sto- um, some talking points. Um, why is this such a big deal? Shinedown now have the record for the most number one mainstream rock songs ever since over th- for over thirty years. Closer to 40 years this chart has been active. Shinedown now has the most number one songs, and this is their sixth consecutive number one. So Shinedown mm-hmm. owns it more than Van Halen, more than uh, Breaking Benjamin and Three Days Grace. Those are the other two that are way up there, more than Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. They had a ton. Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Shinedown. They have the most number ones. So that's a huge deal. And this is coming from yeah. a song that is not an album song. This was released as a single to, for COVID relief. And has raised more than $300,000 yeah. for COVID relief efforts. Shinedown has done that much, and they did all proceeds. They've been like Keith and Trek and being very transparent with it. They've been mm-hmm. doing all that publicly for ever since March or April when this song and single came out with the whole relief package. Yeah, yeah. and they've been doing this with no touring. They're still working on new mm-hmm. music. And also, um, Gretchen's going to have more info on this. Smith and Myers announced they're doing another album together. Yep. So, could you except f- for apparently that information wasn't supposed to come out until this Friday. That the album was that they're going to have a new album. Yeah. Come out? Okay. Well, uh, that's Bill- yeah. Billboard accidentally released it early. <laughs> yeah. So. So let's say this. Um, go ahead and give the news about Smith and Meyer. Like for people that may not know, this is the think of this as the spinoff of Shinedown for the people that are aware. Gretchen, go for it. Yeah, it's like it's like their little side acoustic thing with Brent and Zach. 
Um, but the, the cool thing is that they do have new music coming out this Friday. They're doing their first ever original song with the group called, um, I think it's called Not Mad Enough. Um, they're also doing like a special rendition of a Neil Young song. And then they're having their first full length album come out in October. They've just done EPs right. um, up until this point. So this is their first full length album, which... I'm so excited. And Gretchen has seen Smith and Meyer live too, like in the acoustic settings and things like that, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and it's, oh God, I'm so excited. So it is, it is a pretty significant like side thing from Shinedown. It's not the stadium rock and arena rock that they're more known for in some mm-hmm. parts. This is something very different, but I will say this. Um, sorry, people are shouting off in the, in the chat room. I will say this. For Shinedown to have the most number ones, I'm fine with. Have I loved everything Shinedown's done over the years? Not really, but I have loved like a decent amount of it. And got, I've never heard a Shinedown song, especially any of the number ones, that I've gone, oh, not this again. <laughs> so you know what? I am fine with Shinedown having that record. It's fine with me. Not an issue. Because for a while, it was, yeah, for a while, I think it was Three Days Grace also. And that was yeah. some of those number, like, I don't even have that much of a problem with earlier Three Days Grace when Adam was still the lead singer. The later stuff, oh man, that's like, I just cannot get into. And they were still racking up number ones as well with him. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Congrats to Shinedown. I'm still interested to hear what they're going to do for a new album. Because if I'm correct, they are working on a new Shinedown album as well, yes. hopefully for 2021. They are. Okay, so that should be good or something to look forward to. I don't know what direction they're going to go for there. And it'll be interesting to see what they do as they try to make up several tours and things like that, along with every other band that we're following. So, and mm-hmm. bands that we like, all smaller bands, bigger bands. 2021 is going to be the year of catch up. So, yeah, it'll be something. Um, someone just put out a great comment for me in the chat room imagine if tool had this record tool doesn't put off enough music to have this record <laughs> sorry think about how many years they were away they had song they had songs on the charts for sure they had songs from fear inoculum on the mainstream rock chart as well they just didn't get up that get up as high mm-hmm. so yeah i get what you mean though so good thing for shinedown congrats that is a big monumental deal i'm fine with them having mm-hmm. number one you won't hear any complaints from me i'm glad it's them over some Oh man, another band that like really just is obnoxious or like it it does not represent rock or heavier music well or like puts it in a bad light. Like if Kid Rock had this record, yeah, I'd feel pretty sick to my stomach. Exactly. So I'm glad it's someone more, have a little more respect and dignity than, you know, Kid Rock or anything like that. Stained. Yeah. 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 Stained has a new album coming out eventually too. I know they're working on it, so... Boy, oh boy, 2021 is going to have the best and worst of music. I just feel, I just know because so everyone's going to have something come out. Everyone. All going to come out. Yeah. So it'll be more work for me, which is great. More stuff to focus on. But boy, oh boy, at the same time, I don't, uh, it could be a lot. That could be bad. Did Disturbed have the record for most consecutive number one songs? They might have the record. Yes. I know they've had, they might have the record for most consecutive. Shinedown have the most number ones total at 16 now. Mm-hmm. So again, good for them. Who listens to Stained anymore from the Eye for Roth? Uh, we went to Kentucky for a big festival. A lot of people were wanting to come back, for, wanted to see that comeback this past, in the end of 2019, that amounted yeah. to nothing because they're going to have a big tour this year too with Disturbed. 
But yeah, there were a lot of people there wanting to relive the hits and just to watch crabby Uncle Aaron waddle around on stage with his hands in his pockets, complaining <laughs> about the government. And yeah, it was, oh man, that's on the end. Like, if you're curious about that, at the end of my Regretting the Past on the Stained album, um, that at the end of last year, you see footage of me in the photo pit. Literally, no one was closer than me in that show and seeing Stained and the fans and everything else. So yeah, there's people there that want to hear hear that music. So if they make out a, if they put out a great album 2021 and it's amazing, sure, I'll eat my words. I'll be happily I'll happily do so. You know why? Because that means we get more music. But I, I just don't see it. I wouldn't bet on that. Oh man, <laughs> if, if I'm not a betting man, I would probably bet against that though. <laughs> just <gasps> yeah yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, one interesting note for today, August 18th as well, jumping back to uh, going back in the day to hear the hits. There's one unique thing for August 18th. There's some albums that came out today, and one of the big ones, Korn's Follow the Leader, came out 22 years ago. Got the Life and uh, Freak on a Leash, 22 years old. So, wow. for all those Korn fans out there, there you go. It's a big day for you, I guess. 20th anniversary was probably bigger, but I just saw that little tidbit online today. I remember buying uh, Follow the Leader from Blockbuster Music. Shows you how far back this goes, when Blockbuster Music was a big store. It was really nice, too. Um, I bought the CD, and when I opened the, like, the little cellophane plastic wrapping over it, on the, sti- on the plastic was like the little sticker that said, featuring the hits, Got the Life and Freak on a Leash peel off the cellophane wrapping on it and there was the parental advisory label underneath that sticker mm. boy oh boy did they aim that perfectly and was this a album that a 12 year old should have been listening to probably not <laughs> should this have been an album that a 12 year old should have owned no because in the booklet like the little cd booklet there was nudity and um fetish like fetish type stuff pictures of women in very um, concerning positions. Let's just leave it at that. Concerning. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But going back to that, I mean, they really did set an example. I mean, they really are the sound of new metal, corn. And that was the mm-hmm. album that made them a household name. So, cool to go back on that, too. It is cool to hear some of those songs live still, like Got the Life, because I've seen corn live many times, and that's one that's always fun to hear live. Um, so moving on from that, Lincoln Park is the 20th anniversary. That's one of the bigger things. And we're getting a new, it's going to be a type of a reissue type of thing for Hybrid Theory for the 20th anniversary. We're going to get a new song that was never released with Hybrid Theory that they've had for this year that they just held on to. I'm interested to hear what that sounds like. Because if it's going to be 2000 era Lincoln Park, like in the form of Hybrid Theory, that could be really cool to hear. Mm-hmm. I just I'm excited for that it's kind of like with Deftones doing the White Pony reissue and then having all the songs remixed in a full album called Black Stallion like a double album just like remixes of each song I wonder what other surprises Hybrid Theory 20th Anniversary is going to have because I can't imagine they're just going to do a remastering not Linkin Park they're going to throw the kitchen sink in and have all these special things with it and that's going to mm-hmm. be awesome I mean Gretchen and I are both Linkin Park fans so yep. yeah I mean, one of Gretchen's sweet little kitties. What's his name? Chester. Exactly. So, you know, she's a fan, too. And Chester's a good boy. 
Chester is a very good boy. Yes. So I do feel I'm very excited about that. I will, I, I'm going to listen to it no matter what. And it'll be cool to hear what they have to do because I'm sure they're not sitting on their hands, but they still want to try to do something, all of them. And Mike Shinoda has been busy, but the other guys in the band, like Mr. Han and stuff, you know they want to do something too, especially cool for this for 20th anniversary. So I'm excited to see what they have up their sleeve. They already like redid their website to make it look like it was back in the year 2000 with mm-hmm. like all that stuff. So they're doing, they have something special in the works, you can tell. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. So we're going to scale back a little bit. Earlier, I mentioned I was talking about SiriusXM, and Gretchen's aware of this too. This is the part where it's just going to talk about like how radio does can affect music in a good way. For those of you who are SiriusXM listeners or ever have been, Kayla Riley has retired as of this recording. Mm-hmm. She has been a DJ with SiriusXM Octane and other stations on SiriusXM in the rock scene for 18 years. Yeah. She like we were she we were on the ride with her for 18 years. Like when she met her husband, when she moved to Colorado, she now has two little kids, you know, and she was at the forefront. She was one of the women that proved you can be a woman on the radio talking about hard music and making it about the music. It wasn't a gimmick. It was just her doing her job. She did a fantastic job of having variety with what she delivered. She never got weird on the radio or like desperate to make, make funny cracks about weird topics. She never got like the hammy. Oh, what is it? Like the morning host radio show hammy, you know how they do wacky stuff. None of that. She was not only straightforward, she had a good positive attitude about so much. She was honest if she loved a song or if she didn't really care for a song. She was honest about that too. One of my, like one of the things, like when the Grammys announcements, like a few years back when I was still living in Florida, she would talk about, I don't know how I feel about this band getting the Grammy. I think it should have went to seven dust. It was something along the lines of that. And, she, just just being very fair and honest and like asking what other people thought. And I say this because Kayla Riley is one of the radio D- DJs that did things right. And she asked for engagement from fans and listeners in the right way. And mm-hmm. I've always tried to kind of mimic that as well. Like asking for engagement in the right way. Asking people, what do you think about this song, this album, this person, this band, this tour, whatever it might be. Like to get engagement mm-hmm. and get a conversation going. Not to like debate or go back and forth or to see who thinks what just try to get the thoughts out just get thoughts out of people and have that discussion and she always did a great job with that Sirius XM um, the rock stations are very hit and miss because of their DJs and I will prefer Sirius XM over FM radio all day every day but at the same time the DJs are very hit and miss on all the stations. Alt Nation, the alternative station for new alternative music. Again, alternative music now is very beep boop, soft, electronic, you know. And it's, man, Alt Nation, some of the DJs, there, it's a dumpster fire. It's the type, like, where they have DJs, like, singing Broadway between songs because they think it's funny. Interviewing mm-hmm. bands, like, asking... Who in the band would you pick the nose of first? Just stupid stuff. And yes, I've heard both of those examples all the time on Alt Nation. Liquid Metal, like, they do a good job of trying to highlight new music. Like, new songs every now and then. But they still really rely on Slayer and Pantera. They really rely on the oldies. Not the oldies, but like the old names. Well, they're getting oldies now. 80s, early 90s. I mean, that's getting up there, guys. Let's be honest. So... And then you go to like something like Octane. Those are like the three new stations that play new music and really focus on that. When you go to Octane, 
it really depends on the DJ. That's why Kayla Riley was such like a reliable backbone so that way you knew you were getting variety. You were new. You were getting new and old. You were getting something to think about and it was never an issue. Not all the DJs have had that. Um, I won't speak for Gretchen on which DJs you don't like. Are there any DJs besides Kayla that you do like Gretchen that you are fond of on Sirius XM? I'll let you plug anyone that you know of. Mm. I, I mean, I kind of, they all offer something that I like. Um, even, even the ones that tend to play the same thing over and over again, uh, I like their, their personality and their conversation. So I may not like their song choice so much, Okay. but I do appreciate kind of like the conversations that they do. Like, um, uh, I, I, I don't know. Grant Random is hysterical with his potty humor. Um, his music choices are pretty decent. Um, Katie Babs, I really enjoy her conversations. Her music sometimes uh, is the same thing over and over again, but it's still stuff that I like, so I'm okay with it. Um, Jose, I mean, Jose is Jose. Everyone likes him. Um, so, like, I feel like they all offer something um, that that anyone can kind of be like, yeah, I, I really like this person. I like listening to them. I like what they have to offer. Um, I don't think there's anyone that I, like, Okay. Dislike. Okay. But yeah. Gotcha. That's fair. That's a very sweetheart, nice <laughs> answer for all the DJs. That was very well said. So. Mm, thanks. Yes, I'll give my thoughts now. They may not be as sweet, but I can defend them. As, <laughs> as I've been listening to Octane for many years. So we'll start with Grant Random because he usually takes care of the mornings. Grant Random actually do feel does a good job with variety both new and mm-hmm. old, and he does different bands too, like bands that you may not hear that often. He does a good mm-hmm. job with that. He really does. Boy, oh boy. Um, that, the, what is it called? Like the updates, like the news updates that he calls whatever he does. They're oh. funny. Oh, they're, it's literally beat for beat. Okay, this is in the news. Let's throw a masturbation joke in there. This next event's in the news. Talk time to talk about poo and pee. Okay, this final event's in the news. Let's talk about masturbation and poo and pee. Beat for beat. It's a formula. Literally, every story revolves around <laughs> masturbation, feces, and urine. He makes every news event revolve around that. This was like the creators of South Park are going. Come on, man, you need to step it up. Be so like, we'll write for you. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? I still though, does he do his job well? Yeah, he does. Because we talk mm-hmm. about it, it's reliable. He actually has an audience, and again, I think he does an excellent job with making variety. So yeah. I can't knock that. Katie Babs has grown on me a little bit ever since. Now that she's taken over Kayla Riley's spot, uh, mm-hmm. her stuff is much more repetitive for. Yeah. Um, airplay, especially compared to Grant Random and some of the others. She will stick with the newest new hits from specific bands and make sure those are played. But she'll give new music a chance too. Like whatever's on the biggins, the top 15 new songs of the week or something like that, that's what mm-hmm. she sticks with to a T. She just kind of yeah. sprinkles those in over and over every hour. And that's mm-hmm. not the worst, but man, it gets old. after. If you listen to the Sirius XM Octane every day, that gets old. And this is for the stations yeah. like that. And Jose, like you said, Jose is Jose. He's going to talk about his family. He's going to talk about being high. He's going to talk about his tequila. And then he's going to play music. He'll, he will positively talk about anything 
He will find yes. a way to put a shine on anything. His variety mm-hmm. is usually pretty good, though. He's fine. And mm-hmm. then we go to Shannon Guns. And as a workhorse, as a, someone who's been with Sirius and many other out- outlets for years, as someone mm-hmm. who is a great, as a solid interviewer and someone who really is a force and loves the business and loves music, her radio airplay, her job in promoting music and variety is terrible. She relies on if you told that woman she's not allowed to play five finger death punch for 24 hours, I think she would go into existential crisis and convulse on the floor. Oh my god. And that's how I felt since like 2013. So, but but to be fair, she has a really cute dog. Yes, she does. Absolutely. <laughs> Millie. I love Millie. That's fine. I mean, it goes back to the days of, oh, man, Lou Brutus when he was with Octane. He has Darla the Wonder Dog, you know, and now that Lou Brutus is doing his own thing. And there's other DJs with problems, and there's so many other people, too. Like, on Alt Nation, Madison has been with the – on the alternative side of things. She she does stuff for other stations, too. Many of the DJs work for different stations on Sirius because they just record for different stations and then send their stuff in. Madison Mm -hmm. on Alt Nation, she's another one that's just – she has no clue how to be professional, so she just doesn't try. Mm. She'll lead into a song about that has nothing to do with anything, and she'll just start talking about how she got a DUI a few years back, and, eh, yeah, I'm a bad person. Here's Weezer. Oh. Interesting. Right. Uh, see, I don't I've, I've got Alt Nation like on my favorites, but I don't yeah. typically. I do every now and then. So there's stuff like that. Lith- um, Lithium has some good ones too, some good DJs. Because then you get, oh mm-hmm. man, Matt Pinfield, who does stuff with Lithium. He was on the MT- on MTV for years as a music his- historian for rock and alternative and grunge and metal. He's still great mm-hmm. too. Oh, I don't remember the other woman that does lithium. Um, she, I don't remember her name. She does a great job also on lithium. I don't remember who it is, but she does a great job as well. Cat? It might be Cat. Yeah, I think that might be it. She does a great job. I, she, I just pulled up their website. So. Yeah, it's Cat. Yeah, she does an excellent job also. And okay. those are just some of the serious XM DJs. And the reason why I'm going off of those, because this is internet, like national through US and then international through Canada. The reason why I wanted to talk about these DJs, I know some of you guys might not be super excited about that, like if you haven't heard of SiriusXM now or in a few years. The reason mm-hmm. why, SiriusXM's doing fine. Financially, listener base, they're solid. They're doing good. And if you're smart, mm-hmm. you can actually get it for real cheap. I just renewed it for five bucks a month for yeah. a year. Five dollars a month. I can afford that. Mm-hmm. You have to call in for that deal, but they'll give it to you. You also, if you have it already like as a subscription and if you let it get to right before it expires just call give you a deal where it's only um a dollar for three extra months right and they'll do i think they did like they did like twenty dollars for six months for me one time when i was in florida so they'll make any deal you want like the shady car sales salesman or a car deal Mm -hmm. salesman they'll totally do that Cavino, yeah, um, I remember Cavino. He's still on some of the stations too. Him and his, he does a podcast with SiriusXM also. Cavino and Rich, they still do stuff. I know, I don't remember which station he's a part of though. Another good station is Spectrum because they play like regular, just yeah. traditional rock from yesteryear and today. So think everything from uh, Greta Van Fleet to Led Zeppelin, all the years covered. And I know that's a joke in itself, but they'll play <laughs> Foo Fighters, they'll play Nirvana, they'll play the Beatles, they'll play Florence and the Machine, they'll play Green Day, they'll play a 
wide variety of stuff. And I think I kind of, there's definitely a novelty for that. And I like that as well. That's a very NPR sounding DJs on that station. Hello, everyone. We're going to have Foo Fighters play. As everyone else knows, Dave Grohl is working hard for his next album, but also running campaigns for his political career. Thank you very much for listening. I would just also like to help promote all the other stations on Sirius XM. Thank you for continuing to support our channel. Here's the Foo Fighters new album. That's what that's what listening to the spectrum sounds like. Oh dear. Yeah, and like it's you get, it's so innocent, but it's just like oh my gosh, please, I don't know. Have some energy. <laughs> yeah, a little. You're, you're you're not your jobs can be more fun than you're making it. Your job can be more. Some jobs are not fun at all. Your that job can be fun if you try to make it a little more fun. And boy, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so the part two about this, why I'm bringing this up about Sirius XM, FM radio's dying, a painful death. More stations mm-hmm. just got announced, um, not, not associated with Clear Channel throughout the U.S. There was another big outlet that owns a lot of stations that just declared bankruptcy. So a lot of more rock stations and other genre stations and FM are going away. Mm-hmm. And this mostly affects uh, stations on the East Coast and a little bit in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it is going away. Sean the Butcher on Liquid Metal is awesome. Yes, he is fantastic. He does stuff with Jose all the time. <sighs> and this leads to my next point, and this is going into a video I'm going to be making. The next long video I'm doing is 10 What Hit Wonders from the 90s in Rock. So Rock One Hit Wonders from the 90s. I'm excited to do that. I've had many suggestions in um, people asking for, for a video about that. I asked my patrons, and several people wanted that. I have a great list like, of things. I have to narrow it down. That's how many suggestions I have. Here's the thing. When you really think about FM radio, back in the 90s and even the early 2000s, one-hit wonders were everywhere, all over the place. Every little band got one song to shine with. Mm-hmm. The last decade, including this year, you don't get one-hit wonders anymore. Not a chance. No. We've proven with mainstream rock... They rely on the same band forever. Forever. If there's this killer, new, amazing sound from a young band who just looks like a band, doesn't look like they have any gimmick or stick with, stick with them, just that, and they put out this amazing song that can literally change the landscape of rock, it will take a backseat to a new Seether song. Guaranteed. No matter what that Seether song is, Seether will get the attention. And everyone's listing off one-hit wonders in the chat right now. Flagpole Sitter <laughs> from Harvey Danger. New Radicals. Oh, yes. New Radicals is that album. Uh, maybe you've been brainwashed too. Is literally one of my favorite albums. It's my guiltiest of guilty pleasures. It's great. Pepper. Four Non Blondes. Chumbawamba. Yeah, there's so many. So there's... Going back to the thing, one-hit wonders are no longer a thing, and that hurts. Yeah. Now, if you hear a new band on the radio, that they're usually two or three albums in, and like they might get some attention on FM. That's why SiriusXM is so great, because you find, they will play new music. They will totally yeah. give new bands a chance, because they have more time to do so. They don't have commercials, so it's easier that way. But... There was so much of that back growing up in the late 90s and the early 2000s, with radio, discovering new music through radio, and there being one-hit wonders, and the hits were huge, huge, and people mm-hmm. knew them. I don't know the last one-hit wonder of the past five years. 
I'm really trying to think of one that made FM status too, like actually made mainstream noise. I don't know mm-hmm. who that is. And that's just, and that the system has changed because for the worse, I think, because I mean, FM's going to play their commercials and then they're going to play the same hits from the nineties on their new station because they know that's just something easy to fall back on. The radio yeah. DJs are busy prepping their commercial and their ad plugs and dancing on TikTok and Instagram to entertain people just so <laughs> they can keep their jobs and keep people entertained while not just programming 90 songs that they know of that people won't complain about. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. And that's kind of a bummer. But the video I'm going to do is just reminiscing about hits in the 90s. And I'll make a quick po- brief point about that in the beginning of the video, too, how One Hit Wonders aren't a thing anymore, but they were a big thing back then, at least in rock and alternative. So yeah, rock and alternative and alternative was way different in the nineties. And I'll bring that up too. It'll be fun to talk about some of those songs. Cause I had a few of those CDs too, growing up. My sister had a few like from the early nineties, this will be like from 90 to 99. And there's a ton of them. So it'll be fun to do that. If the video does well, I'll make a part two. If the video does also does well, I'll do one in the 2000s, like uh, 10 one-hit wonders from the 2000s. Because there's ones in there also. But after, okay. 2020, after 2010, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> so thank you for indulging me on that little Sirius XM and FM rants about how all that kind of plays in together. How radio has changed, but Sirius XM still doing fine because of the system they have. Mm-hmm. And FM is not. And when people ask me sometimes, yeah, you should have gone into radio. I'm glad I didn't because how many people I know in radio personally that I know and people that I know of that have been laid off in the last five years. And they have to move across the country just to find any station to work for, even if it's not their specialty. Mm -hmm. Desperate. So I don't know. It's weird to think about stuff like that, but that's just how it is. And Kayla Riley. Hope she has a great retirement. She worked 18 years for a station. She worked hard too. Like she was an ambassador for the brand also. Like she would like be the host of Shiprocked for certain years. She was the one doing the work on the floor as well. So can't say enough good things about that. So she's earned a retirement if she does decide to stay away. Just be with her yeah. kids, be with her family. That's totally fine. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it. It wasn't the biggest news week. Um, for other upcoming videos, I will be reviewing the new Seether album, Sivas Pacum Parabellum. Uh, that should be out next week, along with that 10 One Hit Wonders in the 90s video. One thing I have coming up this Friday is another tier list discography, and I did that with Pushing Up Roses. friend of mine, she has a big channel, uh, over 200-something 200 subs, 200,000-something subs. Um, talking about like retro TV and video games and things like that. She's a big music historian, too. We did a Nine Inch Nails discography tier list. It's about 45, 50 minutes long. So if you're a Nine Inch Nails fan, this is the one to check out that'll be posted Friday if you want to see where we tiered out each full album. And if you're on Patreon, you'll get to see it tomorrow. So just another little plug. Patreon is a huge help for me. And if you just want as little as $2 a month, not even per video, just per month, and you get to see my videos a few days early, that's a big deal for me. So something we could do. Gretchen just posted her video today about her Halloween haul and her prepping for her part one haul, because I'm sure there's going to be more hauls of your Halloween decorating. Oh, funny. Yeah, many, because it's still <laughs> only August. Yep. Yeah, it's only August. You still have some time. It's pre-Halloween. It's yeah, pre-August. It's can pre-Halloween at least be like September? 
Nope. What's what's September then? Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Halloween is two months long. Like I don't know what you're talking about. This year it might be. In 2020, (laughs) this whole that could be a little scary and spooky for two months. Now that I think about it. So, oh man, she's got that coming up on her channel. She has that on her channel now. She has other cool stuff coming up as well. Thank you all for tuning in, especially those for you who tuned in live and just interacted with the chat. Big help. Thank you guys so much for supporting the channel. Keep your eyes open for that uh, Nine Inch Nails discography tier list with Pushing Up Roses. Again, it'll be on Patreon tomorrow and public live on Friday. I think that's about it. Gretchen, is there anything you would like to end with? No. Have you just given up? It works like just to pull the curtain back again. Gretchen's a trooper. She, this is her busy. August is like the busiest month of the year for her work. And she's still willing to do this with me. So she is a trooper. Yeah. My only thing is just please, please, please. I mean, at this point, I'm just begging for myself. Please wash your hands and wear your mask. Do it. <laughs> if we want concerts in 2021, I guess that's what we have to do. Cause we're not getting them this year. Nope. I just, I just uh, <laughs> so, uh, Mauricio, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. It's been a long year. It's August. We still have a decent amount. Don't say that. It's, is it not true? <laughs> guys, guys, we have four months left. We're going to make it. We're going to be fine. As long as we all chip in and work hard together. I promise. <laughs> 2021 will be our year and if you don't wash your hands it'll be 2022 (laughs) 2022 (laughs) okay that was